We celebrated uh, Christmas yesterday, but sometimes we say, well, Christmas is over. And I thought, well, no, you know, I think that's something that we should take with us throughout every day of the year. And we as Christians, we have a good perspective of what Christmas is about. So as I was thinking about Christmas, I thought about all the excitement that builds up to Christmas, starting like right around Thanksgiving, usually. And you know how we get all excited to start getting the tree and the decorations, making your list of gifts, ideas, starting to plan all that, and you get your holiday and your Christmas music out, and then we build ourselves up to having that perfect Hallmark Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. And sometimes it's a letdown because not everything works out the way we plan it, you know? So, but that's okay because the real reason is what it's all about. And, you know, we get into uh, the season and then we take it all and put the decorations away. We put our holiday music away. And then we don't, we don't even listen to those things. I'm not talking about Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm talking about good worship music that's all about Jesus. So, <clears throat> but the gifts that are wrapped up really pretty with the bows, and a lot of people have really good ways of wrapping their presents. I mean, they're very perfectionist, and sometimes you hate to even open them because they're so pretty. But as I was thinking about those things, those gifts will eventually wear out, Those gifts will rust or not be useful. They'll be broken. They'll be fading away of importance. But the most important gift that came is the the gift of Jesus Christ. That that special gift was only wrapped in rags in a a stable and in a humble way, not in a palace or with robes and all that. So, and that gift... My title of the message is The Gift That Keeps on Giving. Because that gift does not wear out. It's eternal. And I wanted to just um, go to John chapter 1. And this gospel was the most important one to me because years ago, I know I've shared it before, but I wandered away and I was just confused and had some different teaching that was not biblical. And I always was searching for the truth. But this, I always love reading John. But I want to read it from verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14 right now. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then in verses 9 through 14. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was, the, he was in the world and through the world, and though the world did, was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, 
he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Among us. When I read that, if you look at the word, word, it's capitalized. So every time you see that there, you could put Jesus' name there. It says, in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. And it's just interesting how when we see him coming to earth, God in the flesh, stepping down into a fallen, sinful world to come for us. And it's just amazing when you think about it. Because I didn't understand it, and it's too complicated to understand. None of us can comprehend how God could come in, in human form. And Jesus was God, fully God, fully man. But that's not for me to explain today, because it's too complicated. But we have to understand that he came to this world in darkness and, and troubles and sinfulness. But it just this explains how much he loved us to come in that kind of a way to have Jesus reflect the true nature of God and how we can see God now and how we can understand his love for us. That he came in that lowly state as a baby and grew and went through the things that we can relate to. And if you look at John 1.18, it says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. So that other thing explains it. Because sometimes you'll hear things that are not true because I had got into some teaching like that. So I think it's important that we understand the true nature of who Jesus is and how God came and who Jesus is and who God is. So I said about the gift of, the perfect gift is Jesus himself to give us the eternal light. But I wanted to list the gifts that keep on giving through that. And even throughout that scripture that we read, Jesus gave us the gift of light the light that reveals and gives a revelation of ourselves of that we are sinners and we needed a savior. So that light shines upon us and really reveals to us that we need a savior. He, he gave us the gift of salvation. In verse 13, we are adopted. Um, it says, we are now children of God, born of God. So now we are adopted of, in him and have new birth, a spiritual new birth. So that's a gift. Because other than that, we were separated from him. We have new life now. And if we look in uh, John 14, 16 through 17, he gives us the Holy Spirit. So you can read that. Here we go. 14... There we go. That's 14, 16 through 17. I didn't want to make this like a teaching, but I think it's interesting to show how these gifts were here. It says, um, I'm losing my place here. 14, 16 through 17. 
If you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. So there's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, that gives truth to us, that helps us and learn about who he is and how to live, and gives us comfort, gives us teaching and instruction. So that's a gift that he gives us. And he also gives us the gift of peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. And so that peace is the only peace that God can give us, because in this world, we are going to have troubles. Even in tragedies and chaos and all the things that are going on right now, we need that peace of God. And he gives that peace to us freely. He gives us the gift of grace that we're undeserving of salvation. We didn't have to do anything to deserve it, just to, just to believe in him. Because his unconditional love, he loved us that much, if you think about John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That everlasting life is a gift to us. And you know, you think about that, the unconditional love of the Father, even when we mess up, even when we are in unbelief at times, there's, he still loves us, that continues on with us throughout our whole life. He gives us peace to live by. He walks with us through tragedies. He walks with us through death of a loved one. He walks through even like, I think of those people with the uh, tornadoes and storms and death. It's like tragic, it's terrible. And I feel for those people. And I think, wow. But you know, I've heard the stories of them. We still have hope. A lot of them are Christian that would say, we just, we know that, that, that we, we love the Lord Jesus and he's the only reason we're getting through this. So it's like you can lose everything, but we can't, Jesus is always going to be with us. He gives us <coughs> the gifts of the Spirit. In Ephesians 4.8, he says, When he <coughs> excuse me, ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Those were the gifts of the Spirit. All the gifts that we need to just do the works that God has called us and purposed us for. And the Magi, when you think about Jesus's, uh, when they came to bring him the gifts... They came to bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I was thinking about that. There's many things that they, the frankincense and myrrh was the, were used for. But when you break it down, the gold represents his kingship. And the frankincense, it's like uh, they did it in the temples and of the incense, the bringing of holiness and righteousness and priesthood. And the, the myrrh... There's other uses, but one of the uses was for, it was even predicting his death and resurrection because they would use that as the one in death to like embalm. So I looked at those gifts and I thought, well, what gifts can we bring to him? Even if you look at the gold, it doesn't mean just our money. It means putting him as king of kings, lord of lords. It means honoring him as who he is. And if you think of the frankincense, we can live in holiness and sanctification through him. 
and live a righteous life that he gives us because he is righteousness and we have him as our righteousness. And in the myrrh, I think of dying to self and living for Christ and we are going to be resurrected with him. It's like to, to live in Christ, you know. So how can we share our gifts of the good news? Because the good news is really a gift from God. It's the good news, not the bad news that we hear all the time on the news. I get tired of listening to all of the news. <laughs> I mean, it's doom and gloom, darkness, pessimistic, terrible news all the time. It's like, you know, you have to shut that off and say, we have the good news. We have the good news of Jesus Christ coming to save us. We have a home eternal in heaven. He is preparing a place for us. If we believe in him and we've given our life to him, we have that promise. So I think that we can share the gift that he has given us. If you look at 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reasons for the hope that you have. Right now, the world needs a lot of hope. Are we sharing the hope that we have? I think that the world needs to find hope. And it's in us to point to him. And so if we can just share, like, what's our story? I thought, you know, the Lord's been challenging me. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he's been challenging me to be ready to answer. If someone says, well, why do you believe in Jesus? Well, why are you so hopeful? Why are you feeling this way when everything's going terrible? The world's falling apart and you're acting like there's nothing wrong. Well, no, I still feel it and I still get discouraged. And I start to wonder, but then I always have to think, my hope is anchored in Christ. It's not in what goes on around us. We have to keep centering back to where our hope is. So when we have that hope, we can share that hope with other people. And if we can share that with other people and share our story, you each have a story. I have a story. You have a story. We can look back through our life, whether it was way back in time or recent, where God has get gotten you through some really trying times, where God has maybe not answered the way you thought he was going to answer, but he still walked through it with you. That's the hope that we have, that we can share that, you know what, I didn't have things go perfectly with me, but I know that I got through it because he was walking with me. And so we can share that hope with other people, so that's how I feel like the gift is. Jesus came, God gave us the gift through Jesus, his son, to have eternal life and live with him forever. We are saved not by what we do, but by grace. We have the truth, we have the life, we have peace, we have hope, and we have the ability through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit's gifts. So now all we have to do is start to share that gift that keeps on giving. And then when other people get to know, the, accept the Lord and, and share the good news, other people come to that place and have the gift of life. And when, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes we get too caught up with all the traditions. We say it every year. I know me, 
and as well as others say it all the time, this year I'm not going to get caught up in all the busyness of the holiday. This time I'm going to take time and reflect on what Christmas is all about. And then somehow all this stuff gets in the way again, and you're really fighting for that time to just say, I need to spend time with the Lord. I need to spend time shutting the TV off, the phone off, and just putting on my worship music, spending time meditating on what the Word says, what he's talking to me about that day. And it does help a lot. And it keeps us refocused. It's good to have traditions. And it's all about, yes, family, getting together, exchanging those gifts, having those times together. But we can't forget that we have to, the real reason for Christmas. And it shouldn't end the day after Christmas or the week after Christmas. It should be carried with us <clears throat> throughout our life. So I think that's all I had to share. But I thought, well, I know I struggle with this sometimes at Christmas because I can get off track real easy. Especially women, we get tied up with all the plannings and the meals and this and that and buying. And, but as long as we can really go back and reflect on who it's about and the gift that he gave us that is eternal, then we'll be okay. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the most precious gift, your son Jesus. And Jesus, that you gave us that gift of life on the cross. You came as a baby to grow up and die as a sinless man on the cross for our sin. And we just thank you, Lord God, that you came into this world for us, each one, each one of us that was important to you because you love us that much. Help us to keep that in our heart and keep it throughout the year, no matter what situation is happening around us, Lord. And we just thank you for your peace and your love. And it's in his name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.